Hi everyone and welcome to Empowering the Opposition. My name is Dr. Nafis Alam and our topic today will be online dating. The pros and cons of online dating, but not from a personal perspective, but from a macro perspective. What it means for dating in general, relationships in general, and so on and so forth. And obviously with the Empowering the Opposition in mind, we want to you know understand um, all of the opposing viewpoints here and see... Uh, where we are in regards to the pros and cons and benefits and the and, and the drawbacks to to online dating culture, if you want to call it Tinder culture, that might have even been a better uh, idea to to name this particular episode. But um, you know, I don't want it to seem like I'm just talking about Tinder alone. So online dating, if you don't know, um, much of it can be intricate. But what I'm talking about are the basic apps like Tinder, Bumble, where um, the idea is just to swipe right and swipe left. Essentially, if you're swipe, uh, if you're right swiping, you like the person that you're looking at, and if you're left swiping, uh, you don't, and thus you don't want to meet them. Um, these apps do tend to be free, and the premium versions of those apps um, tend to be quite inexpensive, thus encouraging folks to really, you know, pony up and, and pay a little bit of money uh, for the premium versions. Um, and thus, in your pocket, where you do all of your banking, all of your texting, all of your phone calls, if people still call people, uh, I don't know that they do, um, in that particular device um, is a world of people that are swiping on you, sometimes to the left, sometimes to the right. And you'll have access to those people as well, and you yourself will be able to swipe right or swipe left um, and thus, the world as we know it, as at least the, the dating world as we know it, is very different now than it was ever before as a result of online dating apps. Um, in the past, you might uh, you know, meet someone in school or someone at work. Um, your world, the population from which you can choose a, p- a potential mate, um, was much smaller, uh, confined to whatever relationships you've built and friends of friends and friends of friends of friends and, you know, maybe six degrees of separation, but um, even that is a little much. So, uh, but that's essentially your, that was essentially your dating pool. Now with online dating, your dating pool is potentially infinite. Um, you can uh, put your parameters in such a way that, it's not 20 miles, it's not 30 miles, it could be 3,000 miles before you travel to a particular destination, um, you know, 3,000 miles away. You can swipe left and right on people that are there already, so this way when you get to that destination, you'll potentially have matches to meet up with. Now, you know, that's online dating in a nutshell. Essentially, the people that you have access to is much greater. Uh, the, the the quantity is much greater. And some would say that the quality may be as well. Um, but maybe we can argue that point and see where where we might fall. So from an empowering the opposition standpoint, you might say to yourself, well, this is great. Instead of a pool of uh, X number of people, I have a pool of X to the infinite power uh, number of people uh, to swipe through. And therefore, it's more likely that I'll end up with the right person for me because I'm able to have access to so many more people. I can be really 
careful and uh, employ a great deal of scrutiny and in you know assessing potential mates and if one of them don't work out then I certainly have a whole bunch of other people to go through and thus um, the stress and the loss associated with um, a broken relationship may not be as 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 impactful right and that sounds like a good thing um all of those sound like good things you have a whole bunch of people that are right swiping on you that you yourself can right swipe on and you'll be able to um match with them and then uh, move forward go out on dates and if that doesn't work out then you can always go back to the app and continue to swipe 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 and you know and if you do meet someone and it doesn't work out then you always have that as a fail safe so this way you can self-validate and that you jump on the app and you realize that a whole lot of people are still right swiping on you so maybe you needn't fear as much uh, about uh, potentially living or dying alone if that's a positive if that's one side of the equation then what is another side of the equation what would be empowering the opposition here you can make an argument that just the sheer number of potential matches suggests that whatever match you have, whoever you're with at the time, inevitably you'll feel like you could have done better because you're always thinking about who did I not get an opportunity to swipe on? And perhaps the next right swipe would have been better than this right swipe that I'm sitting in front of right now at dinner. And that's the that's the blessing and the curse of online dating is that you have instant access to so many people but once you know you're you're meeting with someone you may have FOMO fear of missing out on someone that you haven't yet gotten an opportunity to swipe on and thus from an empowering the opposition standpoint um, many might say that uh, online dating apps are detrimental to dating because you're always thinking about whether or not you could have done better. Now, was that present in other relationships prior to online dating? I'm sure that was. This isn't unique to online dating. But even though it's not unique to online dating, online dating does magnify this element of the dating process, that fear of missing out process. And thus, many people might say, I don't want to be in a relationship because I want to keep swiping. And just the pool of uh, potential uh, partners on Tinder, on Bumble, is just so high that it doesn't make sense to settle down, you might say. And then comes a you have the point, the counterpoint, and now this is interesting, some theorists, the counterpoint to the counterpoint is that relationships today, those that are true to each, uh, to each other and, um, you know, the, the quality relationships today may actually be of greater quality than relationships of the past. If you think about it, um, before Tinder, before Bumble, a prerequisite to sexual contact or sexual um, experiences may have been a pre-existing relationship. And thus, you know, people had to be nice to each other. They had to have long-term goals in mind, um, more often than not, right? But now, because of the culture around Tinder and Bumble, that long-term relationship-oriented focus is no longer necessary. And thus, because it's not necessary... 
Perhaps those who choose to partake in a committed relationship are doing so with a greater deal or greater degree of commitment than generations of the past. Because generations of the past did not have access to as many people to as quick a rebound as people today do. And thus, when people, if people today choose to be in a relationship, it may be that these relationships are stronger than any in the past because they're choosing to be in a relationship in the middle of a period of time of sexual revolution where you have Tinder culture and Bumble culture. People who are choosing to be with one person in a relationship with that one person, committed to one person, are doing so knowing that they are essentially saying no thank you to a whole bunch of other potential partners and mates that they don't even know if they're better than them, worse than them. They're not, they'll never know. And thus, it's likely that uh, Tinder culture and Bumble culture may actually be beneficial to relationships um, rather than detrimental to relationships. Although, you know, there are, of course, varying uh, opinions on this particular matter, and that's why this is empowering the opposition. Of course, we want to cover how Tinder and Bumble are a detriment to dating culture and relationships in general. We also want to talk about how they may actually be beneficial to relationships and um, dating in general. No longer do those who wish only to have sexual experiences without a relationship do they need to partake in a relationship? You can easily can go on Tinder or Bumble and have someone to potentially have sex with. And thus, if you choose to be in a relationship with someone, it's generally not beca- not exclusively because of the potential for sexual access, but because of something more, something perhaps more meaningful. And thus, perhaps Tinder and Bumble are actually beneficial to relationships and um, dating in general, because now you're making a very informed decision to no longer see who else is out there. Well, that's all the time we have for today. I'm Dr. Nafis Alam, and this has been Empowering the Opposition. See you next time. (laughs) 